This is Faith. And this is Anna. And this is Let's Just Go For One, a podcast about kind of normal women talking about kind of normal things. This is our dedication to all the good feels that come from just spending even just a half hour with your bestie. All topics include celebrities, to motherhood, to marriage, to divorce, to wellness, astrology, and the latest beauty trends. Whether you're at your desk, in your car, working out, or just enjoying some alone time. Hey, Faith. Hey, Anna. Let's just go for one. Hey guys. Hey everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Just Go for One. We're super excited. We're hopefully going to start entering phase two <laughs> next week. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> Here's the thing, guys. We've made it so far through phase one. Yeah. Let's not fuck this up, okay? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what we're hoping here. Yeah. <laughs> if we could maybe just, you know, pay attention to, I don't know, guidelines given to us by <laughs> medical professionals <laughs> and scientific researchers who kind of know this stuff, just abide by these. Well, I'm just going to say, if you guys want your hair done, listen up. Ever again, <laughs> listen up. Take attention. Stay six feet apart. We are podcasting from six feet six apart. Six feet apart. <laughs> only, we're only inside because it was windy as fuck outside. Yeah, and that would have been terrible for the sound. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a tornado going on? <laughs> Wind tunnel. Wind tunnel podcast. Yes, yes, exactly. That would have been real fun for you guys. So hi, guys. Make sure you guys are following us on our social media, on Instagram and Facebook. And we started to sort of gaze at Twitter uh, <laughs> Only at Chris Evans, though. I'm not going to lie. And it's literally screenshots of what he tweeted. Oh, and then we just send them back and forth to yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, we're on progress. It. We are on progress. Twitter. <laughs> you can also email us at let's just go for one at gmail.com. Yes. I don't think I've checked that in. You know, I actually have time. because I have it saved on my phone. Oh, I do too, but I still. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like nothing comes uh, up. Whatever. So yeah, we're, exactly. we're I mean, pretty good. Whatever. <laughs> uh, drink of the podcast. Uh -huh. It's officially past noon. So there I am having a glass of Prosecco because it is a Saturday. And as a hairdresser who has been off for a few months, mm -hmm. I've been enjoying or trying to enjoy my Saturdays as best as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. I'm having coffee because I haven't finished having it. Mm. And now I realized it's afternoon, so I'm going to go to bed at 2 a.m. now. Yes. You will Great. be up all night. Great. <laughs> Super fun. That's okay because you know what? I'm like binging Outlander right now. Oh. And number one, you have to be alert for that because you can't miss anything. Yeah, that's like, like a Game of Thrones detail yeah. type show. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And these episodes are hella long, man. Oh. I'm so used to like 25-minute episodes and yeah. these are like 50 minutes, which feels like an eternity. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. That's a long time. However, looking at so Jamie good. Fraser. Oh, man. 
<laughs> and I mean, they're all Scott. Like, I can't. I can't. Yeah. It's a, I really love this show so much. Plus the main character, they call her the white lady, like a white oh, witch. Yeah. So oh, yeah. So amazing. Yeah. You're loving that. I really am. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It's like my new romance novel. I love it. So on to our wait what's for the podcast. Well. Oh, no. Did I wait, skip what? over something? No. no oh, I was like, oh, it'll God. Be, it'll be a wait what. <laughs> so our biggest wait what is how about uh, we'll be celebrating our one year anniversary next month. One year. That is so exciting. Like, first of all, that flew by. I know. We've been doing this for a year. Yeah. This is crazy. And I just want to say this is episode 36. I know. And just a reminder, there's 52 weeks in a year. Yeah. So that's <laughs> how many times we've been doing this over the past year. Yes. This it's, is crazy. I know. I can't believe it. This so, like random idea on a Monday and we got a little bit drunk and we went yeah. to Walmart for the first time yeah. and bought some podcast equipment. Yeah. It's now turned into a year later, full on real equipment. Fancy AF. Yeah. And we're we so still educated. really like each other. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we figured out Zoom. We have figured out Zoom. We figured out how to podcast without actually being in the same room. Yeah. I mean, talk about like a growth progress. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag and Anna growth. and I have gotten so much closer. Oh my God. 100%. And then the whole year, I think we only got in like one tiff. Yes. <laughs> the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good, man. That is really good. Because we really like I was listening to like a couple other podcasts like um, girls got to eat and a couple mm -hmm. other ones. And they mm -hmm. talk about how they fight sometimes mm -hmm. and how they disagree, you mm -hmm. know, and I'm like, oh, God, I like that makes me nervous. I don't want to fight with Anna. And like, we really haven't. But no, I, I think when we disagree, we talk about it. Yeah. And I feel like constant communication is like right. what the key is to our friendship. Yeah. And like not being insecure about where we stand with each other and just kind of knowing if we have a problem, we'll address it. Yeah. It's like a real relationship without well, the sex. And I will. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, at this point, I wouldn't mind because it's been a really long time. Uh, <laughs> I wore a really risky shirt for Anna today. <laughs> Quarantine's very lonely when you're single. Uh, <laughs> but also, it's cool. I have Outlander. Yeah. Oh, right. oh, perfect. Yeah, we're good. Um, and I do want to say that for myself, like, this has been really, like, a relationship for me. Yeah. And it has shown me how to show up better in a relationship. Like, I feel like in the past, I would just do on things. Right. And just be like, oh, okay, well, that was annoying. Right. But like, whenever something bothered me, like, yeah, I approached you with yep. it right away. And yep. I was like, okay, so this is how I feel. And I'm right. like, oh, is this what a healthy relationship is? Well, also, and I'm a good, like, I'm good about being very self-aware. We're both mm. very self-aware people. So when, you know, when Anna would ever address me with anything, I would always be really open to it and not like be defensive right. or, you know, I was like, oh yeah, you're right. I totally need to do this or, oh yeah, that sounds better. Or I think just having an open mind and constant communication and right. like a lot of self-awareness is like, you know, right. it's magical. All that being said, we are not perfect humans. Oh, no. We're like yeah. hot messes. Right. We just <laughs> happen to excel at communication. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is good. I went to college for that. Yeah. Same. Same. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a waste of $40,000. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So um, now I remember when we started this and we were talking about like, oh, my God, when like we have our one year anniversary, we should do this and this. Yeah. And now we cannot do any no, we of can't that. Do 
any nope, anything. None no, of it. no none celebrating. Of it. So I think it's kind of like going back to basics. Like yeah. our when your anniversary is just going to be me and you, man. Yeah. I mean, I, we still have to do that Zoom party. We promised some of oh, our shit. listeners. Oh, shit. Yeah, we do. So maybe we'll do a Zoom party for our one year <gasps> and then we'll record it. I mean, I don't know why you're making promises that we don't know what we can handle. <laughs> because we've learned this. Yeah. 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 As soon as you said we'll record it, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. I, I I will figure it out. Okay. If Stasi Schroeder can figure it out, I oh, can yeah. figure it out. We're fine. Yeah, we're fine. We're gonna we'll figure that out. out. Either way, I think we so should have Googling. a Zoom party and I think we should invite every guest that's ever been on our show this year. Oh my god, that's a great idea. And if they can <gasps> make it, they can make it. And if they can't, they can't. But I think we should invite all of them. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. That is so fun. <laughs> what a great idea. And you know what we should do? We should have that like have like blocks of time for people to talk so people aren't talking all over each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It'll be like a professional Zoom. Oh. Yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> I love all of this. There you so. go. I mean, you just made my day with that idea. I love this. Our season one or season, um, season one. Two. One year anniversary. Jesus. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Whatever yeah. this is called. You know, whatever. Yes. So on that note, <laughs> on that note, our one year anniversary party will also be our finale for season two. Yes. We're so, going to take a little bit of a break. Yeah. Faith is being catapulted out of quarantine <laughs> and back into work, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. Um. So it is just better if we just took a little time out. Yes. Yes. Let everybody adjust to. I know where my boundaries world. are. I'm yes. learning. I love that. And I'm straight up going to tell you guys that I for sure am not going to be able to podcast for probably a good month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll take. But a if you need to break. find me, just drive by 195 Lake Street. <laughs> just beep your horn. I'll be there pretty much all the time. Oh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. where you'll find me. <laughs> that's good stuff. Uh, I'm just so glad it's so close to my house, so I can I ride my bike. <laughs> I know. I'm I ride waiting. my bike too. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, so yeah, so we'll be closing out season two, season three. We'll start. I don't know. We're going to figure it. We're going to take it as it comes. Yeah. That we're not going to promise yeah, right away. We're exactly. going to give ourselves a little bit of a break. Yeah. Yes. And I think for it'll, sure. be, it'll be a nice little break. Yeah. And we want you guys to go enjoy. Things are finally going to open up again. No one's yeah. going to be sitting and listening to podcasts. I will tell you, I have listened to maybe three podcasts this entire quarantine because I always listen in my car. Right. I know. I know. Because well, I can't really listen with my kids around. Yeah. We'll be back. Especially not our podcast. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Although I do know a lot of people listen to this with their kids, which is pretty funny. <laughs> Shout out to Melissa Kringle. We're just educating them Her on Her son everything. loves our laugh. Oh, my God. She's That's like, so every cute. time you guys laugh, he starts laughing. He loves it. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> when his first swear so words, the F-bomb. We're real sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. Although. <laughs> not at the same time at the same time um all right do you have any wait what i do i have a wait what and it's all social media like combined Mm. my whole wait what yeah okay so first of all i've gotten into tiktok recently (laughs) same (laughs) only i did one video and i'm like this is i this is exhausting Uh, it's really hard like you have to be like a really good lip syncer on Mm -hmm. some of them to be able to do it michelle galloway oh my killing this quarantine the game with tiktok with the tiktoks oh my god but also so i've done a few i really like them i'm very bad at the editing i can't figure it out but anyways um (laughs) there's one that i'm working on by the way that i'm trying to learn a routine for wow there's a quarantine cheer I'm working on it. It's going to happen. Oh, it's going to happen. But um, what I have found, I hope 
my husband. Well, he's definitely listening because he listens to all of them now. But there are <laughs> for damage control. There are a lot of TikToks of questionably young men mm. doing workouts. And thank you for sharing those with me. Dances. Um, pretty much any funny skit. And I pretty much send them all to Anna and I may or may not spend a good amount of time watching them during the day <laughs> and then showing my daughters. And I'm like, see, this is the type of guy you should marry. Yeah. <laughs> good luck finding those. There are some real nice Zac Efron lookalikes on TikTok. Man, like where did these guys come from? Where did they come from? I was watching a couple the other day and I was, I wanted to send them to you. And I was like, questionably, it could be like Max and Jude someday. So I feel inappropriate now sending this to Anna because I can't tell how old they are. They look <laughs> like they're college, <laughs> but they have such good dance moves. It's like watching high school musical as a parent. Oh, you just man. Yeah. feel the inappropriateness. Yeah. Yeah. For no, sure. I yeah. get that. Cougarific over here. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like when my kids were watching that movie Zombies all the time on the Disney Channel (laughs) and that that lead character, man, he's totally my type. I'm like, aside (laughs) from you being 16, you're totally. And I think he is like, I think he might be 18. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what his name is. Yeah, I feel inappropriate even talking about it. But I I mean, honestly, I feel like I'm going to get arrested just from what I just said. (laughs) There are definitely some questionably aged young men on TikTok that yeah, we've taken a liking to. Man, that one who did that plank shit with the shuffle. Like, I what? know. I now love that song. Thank I know. You. And I've been watching ones that like throw girls up in the air. And I'm like, well, that doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that could be kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to. I weigh probably three times as much as those girls throwing <laughs> in the air, but I'm no. okay with that. No, I'd be like, be a real man. Step yeah. up. Exactly. <laughs> Great. Try this one on You're for size. a real woman in the air. How about that? Do that. Thank you. And then there's like some viral video of like woman, <laughs> woman crushes 18 year old boy. <laughs> and then we'll middle go viral. Middle aged housewife <laughs> crushes. Not even middle aged single mother crushes. 18-year-old TikTok star. It's <laughs> not my problem. Maybe he should lift a little more. That's oh, my God. It. That's uh, amazing. <laughs> the headlines alone are fantastic. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that really, that, sh- that would be a good time. So. <laughs> if there's any TikTok stars out there that are between the ages of at least, I would say, 21, because we yeah. have to drink with you. Right. To, like, 35? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I don't I don't know how many 35-year-old men are out on TikTok. They're either, like... 20 to 30 or they're like 55 and up oh my god there's a whole gap of men that are not on tiktok at all wait my favorite tiktok video is the one that i had sent you and amber with that guy screaming out the golden girls oh my god it was amazing (laughs) i know there's so many good ones i need i need that man in my life i know there really are so many good ones so then the other social media oh yeah so both my wait what's for about social media facebook Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, Mark Zuckerberg, not on my good side this morning for <laughs> defending tweets from people recently in the news. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, he said that um, nobody should be allowed to take someone's tweets down because that's a violation of his freedom of speech. And Facebook would never do something like that. Mm-hmm. So anyways, anyways, Zuckerberg. Oh, my God. I'm watching you. Yeah. Any- <laughs> anyways, I also don't like your new little, which I'm going to call teenage FOMO. Um, ability on Facebook. What? 
I started getting notifications on Facebook Uh-oh. recently, and I've never changed anything. And I only have Facebook because it's how I talk to my mom, because right. like she's the only person on Facebook that's not also on Instagram. And um, I keep getting notifications now that's like, Teresa made a post. Jaina wrote under Teresa's post. Holly liked Teresa's post. It's like everybody's. Oh, my God. And it has nothing to do. And so I'm like, did I accidentally follow this post? Why am I getting updates about a post that I'm not even about? Like, I was so confused. And it has this new like FOMO. Like, hey, all of your friends are paying attention to this. Don't you think you should be paying attention to this? Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's literally I'm calling it like a FOMO notification where it's like Stop. it's like oh brianna posted a thing jana commented under it holly commented under it you know tiffany commented under it and i'm like oh shit should i become and i'm like oh you fell for it yeah it's like a fomo notification that is terrible that all your friends are doing shit maybe you should jump on <gasps> isn't that terrible and i'm like oh this God. is like just adds to the reasons of why i don't want to be on facebook i don't need to know like any of that stuff it's crazy that so, is so yeah. crazy. Facebook has new teenage FOMO notifications. I'm not going to lie. I don't love Facebook. And literally, the only time I post on Facebook is if I post on Instagram and it automatically goes to goes Facebook. Goes to Facebook. Because yeah. number one, so what I don't like is when somebody invites you to like a page. Oh, God, I know. You should be able to say no. First of all, because someone will just invite me. And if I ignore the invite, I still get you still all get all the notifications. notifications. Uh huh. I'm like, I have 4000 notifications. I'm now missing notifications that I actually need to see. Right. Because someone's trying to sell you more leggings. Yeah. And also I need. <laughs> Let's just be I honest. Just really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want any more fucking leggings, people. <laughs> I know leggings are comfortable, but not willing to join a Facebook group and over it. I'm just I'm gonna say this and this is probably gonna come to bite me in the ass. I don't need any more fucking community groups. Okay. <laughs> because you know what those community groups are? Is now they have become like fucking watchdogs. <laughs> and I don't care about that. I do not care about that at all. Like nobody's invited me to on? a community group. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm like, <laughs> like neighbors helping neighbors. People post on there for like different. Re- I feel like, no, I feel like I'm on stuff. the blacklist of all those. Girls. It's because you're on the, maybe did you put your age as like 18 on Facebook? <laughs> I did actually lie why. and like change my age on all of my social media apps. And actually I went to fill out like a medical form online the other day and my phone automatically went to put my birthday in and it's the wrong birthday. Why are you lying? Because I just don't really need people to know my real age. You can hide it. Nobody needs to know your real age. No, but like, you know, when you like go to fill out certain things, like, I don't know, mailing lists and stuff, they want to know your age. So I've automatically put on my phone that I was born in 1987. Like, that's what comes up. Oh, my God. So now it automatically fills out everything as my birth year being 1987. That is hilarious. (laughs) Oh my God. Number one, that you lie about your age. 1000%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. 1000%. Because I'm like, so funny. Well, when you go to fill out like certain things, like even like fashion sites, they'll be like, what age bracket do you fall in? I'm like, are you going to send me uglier stuff if I put a different age bracket? So I put like 25 to 30. 
Oh, I don't even think like that. I'm like, are you going to send me slutty stuff if I lie about my age being younger? A thousand percent I want the slutty stuff. Maybe I mean, I we've should. had this discussion. Maybe I should. Clearly, my taste and style are more towards slutty and Jersey Shore than proper. So please keep me in the age bracket of 25 to 30. Ah, yeah. mm-hmm. that is so funny. Yeah, so I always lie about my... Unless it's, like, important. Unless it's, like... Yeah, for anything important, like, obviously, like, not a lot. I was going to say elections, but they know my age. But I mean, like, right. when you're actually putting an input in something important. Right. I don't lie about my age. Like, an actual survey. A that, survey. Yes, yeah. yeah, something like that. Got but it. if it's, like, on a superficial level of anything I'm filling out, mm-hmm. a thousand percent lie about my age. But now my phone <laughs> now has Defaults. this year. Defaults yeah. to my lie age. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and when I just press, like, automatically fill it in, I'm like, oh, shit, I got to scroll up and mm. find where they put my birthday. I got to change the year because... <laughs> Um, I literally took a COVID test and almost gave them the wrong birthday. Oh my God. I mean, so who cares about that at this point? (laughs) Apparently New York state does. Yeah. (laughs) Good call. Good call. Okay. So what's your Um, weight? What? Um, so I don't really have a weight. What? Um, aside from my garden. (laughs) Is awesome. Pretty amazing. Oh yeah. Um, so, okay. My only weight. What is has to do with Roni. Oh, well, we could just go right into Roni. I was going to say, you have any what? Other. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't the episode from, it wasn't the Hurricane Leah episode. It was the, <laughs> which I love that that was the name oh, of the episode, but the episode before it, when Dorinda talks about grieving, right? And she talks about like, that's when they, uh, yes. It Was that the wine tour episode? Yes. That, that was oh, the man. apple cider field place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. the harvest. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Dorinda was acting a fool. But right. At at the actual apple place. But I will say that when she um I think she sees a life coach? Yes. Um so when she was talking to her life coach, she was being totally fucking honest and mm-hmm. she said something that I think also kind of ties in nicely to like the quarantine um ending and stuff like that. Um but she said like I always say about the grieving process, you you do what you got to do. And I Obviously, it meant enough for me to pick up my phone and type it in. Right. <laughs> I wanted to remember This is it. why I love Dorinda, by the way. <clears throat> yes. And I've told you this. I've always been a Dorinda fan because yes. at the heart of who she is, I think she really gets shit. 100%. That's why I love her. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think just the fact that she's owning that after Richard died, she did not process any of it. Right. And now she's processing all of it. Yeah. Which is why she's acting. A fool. Oh, she totally is. For sure. But I love her. This past episode, though, she was she was gold. Oh, I. but that's why I love Dorinda. Like, yeah. everyone always comes down to me for always defending Dorinda. No, I love her. But I'm like, she's my girl. Like, if I, if it, if I had to pick one person to ever have my back in life, it would be Dorinda. Because she will have your back in life. Oh, man. Yeah, she's, she's the best. So, she, especially she's the best. after last weekend. I like, know. I mean, she was acting, she was so bitchy towards Tinsley. She was really bad. She also, like, could, she was self-aware enough to understand why she was acting so bad towards her. Um, a thousand percent. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I just, I love Dorinda. I think she's been through it. I couldn't imagine going through what she's been through. Right. Um. As we're talking, I got like a Facebook notification. I was like, oh, what is it? And it's literally that someone, I'm not going to say the name, posted something and two of my friends liked it. Oh, my God. Should I be liking it? No, I'm not. I'm not falling for that. No, Facebook. No, no, no means no. Um, 
So <laughs> I want to talk about Leah. Oh my God. Who is the best addition to Roni ever? Actually, any housewife. Any franchise. franchise. Any franchise. Holy cow. She She's the best. Is so amazing. She's amazing because there's so much of a self-awareness, but also such a delusional self-awareness all at the same time. <laughs> and it's like it it's like triggering in people, but it's also like it, it's everything. It's yeah. everything. She gives you a full circle experience with right, her. It's right. amazing. And even when she said when she oh, so if anybody watched the Hurricane Leah episode, unbelievable. You are in for a treat. Yeah. Because I didn't think it got better than Tiki Torches. Exactly. And it did. Exactly. Oh yeah. She is next level. I'm telling you, I uh-huh. love her so much. So she, Elise, who uh, is again, Elise, take a fucking back seat. No, you you don't even have an opening tagline. No, you if don't. you don't have a tagline, you know what? Stay it is? in your lane. You know what your opening tagline would be, Elise? <sighs> oh my god! Why? And then why is she like making her warm and hugging her? Fuck off! Get out of here! Her. Yeah, I you don't... just fucking disrespected her. I know. I do. I do not like Elise. I do not like her bangs. I do not like her weird <laughs> accent that makes her sound slow or some. I don't know what her accent is. But sometimes she has it. Like sometimes she doesn't. Yeah, she's like right. Dorit. Like right. pick pick a lane in every yeah. aspect of your life, Elise. Pick a lane. Oh I my cannot God. handle you. I don't like her. I love when Jordan is like, I don't think she should be giving relationship advice. I'm like, I don't think she should be talking. Who are you? Yes, exactly. Who are you? Get out of here. And when Leah called her out. Oh, it was oh, amazing. It was when amazing. she wanted to bring her sister. Yeah. And she's like, well, you invited Elise. And yeah. Ramona like flipped out. Like, no, stop it, Bravo. Stop yeah. being sneaky. Yeah. Who is Elise? Yeah. She's not like Sutton. Sutton, I like because Sutton, I've actually grown Sutton. to like. Yes, I've grown, and now I feel bad because she got demoted. Wait, already? Yeah, so many users didn't like her in the first few episodes that they demoted her. <gasps> she was going to get a tagline and start halfway up and be like officially on it, and they demoted her. Yeah, she just did a whole release statement about it. That's terrible. Yeah, they demoted. Um, well, Sutton. she was kind of bitchy in the beginning. She came in like episodes, she yeah. came in like a wrecking ball. Yeah, exactly. Um, but now I really like Sutton, and I yeah. feel bad because she was demoted. But um, Elise, who the fuck are you? Sit down. Yeah, sit, sit down. down. Stop. Nobody talking. likes you. Nope. Fix your hair. Yeah, and maybe don't touch people. Yeah, don't don't touch people. Ugh. That's so annoying. Yeah. Whatever. Mm. Um, I was a little, I had a little bit of FOMO when they were in Newport because we had to cancel our Newport trip in August. Oh. Well, actually, the Airbnb host canceled, canceled it. Trip, so oh, God. Thanks, jerk. I would have cleaned up after myself. I know, but you're coming from New York. So they're going to see New York and they're going to be like, oh, you're the epicenter of disease. So you're not <laughs> yeah, coming exactly. Here. You're right. Yeah, they're like, so many states can come here. In New York? No mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Yeah. Um, whatever. So, oh, but it looks so beautiful. It was really it did nice. look beautiful. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, although I will say the housewives have probably ruined Newport. <laughs> but um, I I just have said, do you follow Leah on Instagram? No, I actually should. No, do it, please. Okay, I will. Because she is so good. Oh, and I love her. She threw serious shade after the Hurricane Leah episode at Ramona on her Instagram and oh. she wrote, I'll save the rest for the reunion. <gasps> oh, I love I'm so that. Excited. No, somebody needs to fucking call yeah. Ramona out on her shit. For sure. Because what happens is Bethany used to, and right. then it used to be like, right. Switch turned off. Everything. Totally fine agree. Again. I just love Get how, I love how all of them, except Dorinda who keeps it real. Right. How all the women are like, Oh, Leah's just a little too much. And I'm like, 
Have you, you not, met have you, yourself? Have you ever watched your old seasons? Yes. Ever? Not even old seasons. This Did you watch season. last season? <laughs> In this season, yes. Ramona at the bar. I just we're want a man to love me. <laughs> and Sonia, you're fucking like picking oh. up. I mean, talking about TikTok teenagers. Holy shit. I know. Holy shit. Good for Sonia, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and then Sonia, I can't like, even hate I on that. Had sex with him. Like, Sonia. Yeah. Sonia, I shaved my pussy. I mean, come on. No one needs to know that. Come on. I mean, yeah. I I let Leah's like, I thought I was in like a safe place with these people. Exactly. I only let that side of me come out because I've seen that side of these ladies. Yeah. So I thought, and they're like, this is a proper place. This is a pro. Now, I will say, (laughs) I will say this because I feel like. I'm going to bring it up because it's so funny. I feel like. Ramona, so so sometimes I don't like when you're on Bravo and I know there's like the fourth wall and we've talked about this. Right. But I don't like that they don't say who paid for certain trips. Like when Kyle does a trip on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, is Kyle paying for it? Because that does make a difference. So it seems like this was really Ramona's trip and she had all these things planned and she had like gifts and she had like she needed a number. Mm -hmm. So if Ramona paid for their rooms, which makes a difference. She didn't? I don't know. This is what I'm saying is yeah. I wish they would be a little more transparent about like when they because they Bravo doesn't pay for those trips. Bravo pays the women, but the mm-hmm. women still like when they have weddings like on Vanderpump, yeah. they have to pay for their weddings. They're like I people think wondered. Bravo pays yeah. for that. No, Stasi is totally transparent about it. She's like, people think Bravo pays for it. No, we have to still pay for our wedding. And even worse, you have to include the cast and crew in all of your guests. Oh like, God. Not even worse. She loves her crew, but like she's just saying, like. It's actually more work and we pay for all of it. She goes, Bravo does not pay for your wedding. They don't pay for any of it. You're still paying for all of it. Wow. So my question is, if Ramona paid for the girls, which it kind of seems like it was her thing she was doing Mm -hmm. and paying for the girls, I don't think it's a big deal that Leah invited her sister. I think it's a big deal of when she invited her sister. Right. You can't do it on the way to the trip. Ramona right. already had it planned. And yeah. if she's paying for it, if you're paying for me to go somewhere and I'm like, can I bring a guest? It is kind of rude if right. you're paying. Yeah. If each of those girls are paying for their own room, mm-hmm. it's whatever. So my favorite thing is, so now that I follow Leah on Instagram, which she is magical. Her name is Leah with an H mob. I'm doing it right now. Do it. Yes. So she wrote a post with a selfie she took the night of Hurricane Leah. And she posted it and she said, hurricane season is here and tonight it's Hurricane Leah. I want to preface this episode by saying I went on this trip to Rhode Island not really wanting to even go. I didn't know the women that well at this point and I was in an in an already vulnerable mood. I wanted my sister there for support. She was also six months postpartum and looking forward to her first baby-free overnight trip. Moms, haven't we all been there? So this is my favorite part. But enough about me. Tune in tonight for Ramona. Watch her get embarrassed at my bad behavior. Yes, you heard it right. The woman who defecates on hotel room floors and expects (laughs) others to clean it up, who calls her own friends fat, and who tries to flex on IG during a pandemic is supposedly embarrassed that I got shit-faced. Please. And then her hashtag was, I'll save the rest for the reunion. Wow. This sounds juicy. 
amazing. Yeah, I love Leah. I, she's, she's amazing. I just shit, started man. following her. She is the shit. <laughs> it's so much magic. So much magic. Um, and also what I like about Leah is that um, she is posting a ton of stuff. Like, I just saw about the, which we will get into later in the podcast. Yes. But essentially about Black Lives Matter and yes. like her view of that whole thing, which we are discussing. Yes. 100%. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, Beverly Hills. I got to tell you what. Snooze Fest. Beverly Snooze Hills. Fest compared to Roni. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, okay, late. Let me think. Beverly Hills. Um, Kyle's still a monster. I'm still not a fan. She's the Kyle so monster weird. this season. So weird. Um, I love Erica. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with Denise. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty like meh about everything right now. I feel like they're preparing us for what will be really epic. Mm-hmm. But like this past episode was just kind of like, blah. Yeah. I don't know. 100%. Yeah. So anyway, so let's talk about quarantine. And it's the last time I ever want to say that fucking word. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> well, we might have to say it again in the winter. So just be, <laughs> be prepared for that. So it's so funny because so Anna and I were talking. Well, I had like this week was like a roller coaster of emotions, but I had some really high highs because I thought I was going to be going back to work next week, which hmm, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> but But I was like feeling this really big high and I was like, Anna, we should have this awesome podcast episode where we kind of wrap up everything that happened in quarantine. And then like I sat at home the one day and I went back to the beginning of quarantine and looked at my photos and I was like looking from then to now and realizing how much time has passed, like what we went through and all the things we did and all my family moments and everything we did. And I was feeling like so happy and positive. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I wanted to talk about because I feel like there's so much I've learned coming out of it. I feel like there's a butt coming. (laughs) Today, I'm in a very dark place. (laughs) So I am trying to really pull myself out of it so I can still be in the headspace to talk about quarantine as if it was a good thing. Right. Um, Next week is starting week 12. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that doesn't feel great. (laughs) But but today I'm not in the mental state. I maybe was in two days ago when I had this brilliant idea. But I think it's still super important to talk about. I think it's very important to talk about. But I was like looking back and like just for memory for Anna and I. So when this whole thing first happened, it was the first week. So we had our last podcast was with Beth. Yes. And then we launched into quarantine like the next day. Yeah. And I had a lot of people who sent messages who were like, oh, my God, this is so hard. Like those first couple of weeks felt really hard on month. everyone because the it was month, first month for mm-hmm. sure. But emotionally, like the first couple of weeks were really, really hard. And I and I sent a text to Anna and I said, listen, I know we are not good right now. Mm-hmm. Like our mental space and where we're at mentally is not good. But I've had a lot of podcast listeners send me messages like, the only thing keeping me alive right now is knowing I'm going to have one of your podcasts to listen to because like that'll bring me happiness no and lightness. And, yeah. Sure. So that, sure. <laughs> Let me just stay in my dark place to make like we're clowns. So then I <laughs> sent a message to Anna and I'm like, Anna, I know that we really don't want a podcast right now, but I think it's really important that we do something because I feel like this is the time for us to come forward. And honestly, I listened to so many podcasts in in quarantine because it was the only other human connection for a while you had outside of your own walls of your house. 
Um, but I remember that first conversation and I remember Anna was like, let me think about it. I'm not in a good place right now. Right. And we got to figure this out. But I will say is what we have done over quarantine and the progress we have made in our friendship, mm-hmm. it like went next level for us. And 100%. I have to thank our listeners, to yeah. be honest, because if you guys didn't tell us how much we meant to you, we probably would have never pushed to continue during quarantine. Mm-hmm. And that push, like there were days where I was like, oh, we still have to do a podcast. Oh, I got it live. Every time we did it, I felt like a thousand bucks, like right? million bucks yeah, after. Same. And honestly, I feel no like... No offense to you guys listening, but we're yeah. like, we t- it was something to do. It was something to and do where you had to talk like, about yeah. your feelings and your emotions. And right. when you're not in a good place, it's mm-hmm. not when you want to talk about it. The last thing you want to talk about are your feelings and emotions, yeah. <laughs> turns out. And, you know, Anna was, you know, is a single mom and had to go through a lot of this on her own and in so many ways, you Mm -hmm. know, and I was lucky enough to have Dan and have, you know, someone going through it with me. But I mean, there were so many times I'm like checking in with Anna and I don't know. I just feel like, you know, this brings us into like what I want to talk about quarantine, but even for our podcast, Mm -hmm. how we have evolved is like magic. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. So I actually wrote something down that I wanted to, um, to say along with my Dorinda quote, That cracks me up. But it was just like really because I was reflecting, I was doing my own uh, reflecting on quarantine and like what this has done for me. Because uh, let's be honest, yeah, we are forever changed by this. Forever. And we have different ways to go to the next part of this where we can go back to the way things were, which is really not possible. Or we can evolve from this and we can learn from this, right? So I had written down, like, look at who you were on March 15th and who you are now. And think about what parts of yourself do you want to keep and what parts are you ready to let go of? What behaviors are you willing to accept and continue? And what aren't you willing to continue? Because I have to Mm -hmm. say, like, this is, I personally, for me, do not like the go, go, go all the time. Mm -hmm. It is exhausting. And I'm also a firm believer that (laughs) my door just flew open. Oh, oh, that was, I'm going to close it while you talk. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) But like, for me, it's like, I don't want to go back to that. And, but it's going to be a whole process on figuring out how not to go back to that, right? Right. Because while things are not going to be the same, like there's a ton of sports that were canceled and that really takes up majority of um, of my time is right. my kids' sports. But looking at like what I'm involved in and what I need to let go of and what I want to carry on. Right. And, and that goes for like extracurriculars and that goes for like I have – like never worked out as much as I have during quarantine (laughs) since before I had kids. That's awesome. And it makes me feel amazing. Yeah. And now it's not like, oh, I got to work out. It's, ooh, I get to work out. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. What am I going to do today? What am I going to focus on today? And it's like that whole, it has really just changed my whole perspective of it because it's like, I'm taking care of myself doing this. Right. Also during quarantine, randomly, I hurt my back three times. And it was like making my bed or I picked up a pillow off the floor. I'm not even kidding you. I picked up a pillow off the floor and and hurt hurt my back. back. I was like, what the hell is going on with my body? (laughs) But when that stuff happens, I, I believe that it's like 
your body telling you to cut shit out. Yeah. Where you're doing too much and right. you're not going to slow it down. So I'm going to slow it down for you. Oh, yeah. It, and essentially, that's this entire quarantine is the world, the universe, God, whatever you believe in was like, you guys aren't going to cut the fucking shit. Here we go. I'm going to do it for you. And that is like the biggest lesson. Now we're back. Okay. <laughs> here we go. That's my karma for all the times I do it to you. Um, all right. So we we had to take a little time oh. out, you guys, because we both got emotional <laughs> about this whole thing. Cause and oh. I think it's so important to share that because yeah. this is hard. It's really hard. It's so hard. Yeah. So uh, let yeah. me take a breath. Self-reflection is deep shit, man. Yeah, for sure. Um so a lot of what Anna said, I hope resonated with you because it did with me. But, um, you know, I was living a life that had a lot of good and I had a, a lot of great things. I can't complain. I have uh, I'm very blessed in my life. But how I was living in my life was incredibly unhealthy. And it took for me to have this happen mm -hmm. for me to get a clue. And I always thought I was very reflective and self-aware and all these amazing, you know, insightful fucking things. You know, I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing. But I didn't. And I was balancing everybody else's stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because this quarantine forced me to really reevaluate a lot. Uh, friendships and relationships and character and how I dealt with things and how I used to deal with things. And it's funny because I will not be the same person going forward. And there's been so many different journeys and emotional journeys I've gone on during this whole thing. But like, I can't look at you because I'll cry again. I know. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to look that. <laughs> but like, it's come full circle for me. And I... I've gone through a lot as a person mm -hmm. and, and slowing down. Like, you know, they always say like, if you just keep going the second you slow down, it all catches up with you. 100%. So like everything that I haven't had the time to deal with in my life, which has mainly been my own stuff because I've always made everything else that I've dealt with a priority except right. myself because I figured I'm still taking care. I, you know, I thought I was doing a good job taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. So the second my life stopped in a weird way, everything came rushing in and I had to deal with that in waves. You know, you have your good days, you have your bad days, but it really took for everything else to stop in life for me to figure out the things that I want, the things I don't want, what I need mm -hmm. to be doing. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's funny because, you know, it's been a roller coaster over the past couple of weeks because we're planning on opening. Right. Mm -hmm. And the second that I heard that we were going to be opening again, because I thought we had a little more time, which apparently now we may have a little more time. Right. But when I first thought we had, you know, when I first heard like, OK, phase two, it's starting two weeks and all this stuff, you know, my phone starts blowing up and the clients and, and you know, God love all the girls I work with. But, you know, that text starts blowing up and everything starts coming and. I realized that every single person is ready to go back to what it was, but I'm not. And right. I'm not okay with that. And I can't function the way I functioned before. I can still work my hours and I can still physically be there when I need to be there, but I can't handle things the same way that I used to. I can't be that for everybody else because it only took from me. Mm -hmm. 
So <laughs> it's been hard to kind of get catapulted into this new role that I'm like, I don't want to be that person anymore, though. I want to be different. I want to be. And even in situations that I have handled with friends, employees, families, all of those things, even situations that have come up recently within this week, I've handled them totally different than I would have in the past. And it's mm -hmm. funny because it's like blindsided some of the people in my life that haven't <laughs> talked to me since before quarantine. Right. They really didn't know how to handle things. They were like, wait, what? What? And I'm like, here's this. And this is what I'm going to give you. And I have to move on because I have something else to do. And a lot of people in my life aren't used to hearing me say no. And right. now I'm saying it, but I'm not saying it to be negative or mean or, but people are taking it that way because they're so not even <clears throat> used to me mm -hmm. standing up and saying, I can't handle this right now. Boundaries. Yeah. So I'm working on boundaries and you're, I don't doing love amazing. how people are flooding me because I'm like, no, I can't be that person anymore. Right. That's what you're expecting out of me. But I don't feel like that girl anymore. I'm still going to be a hard worker because it's mm -hmm. in my it's like down in my soul. That's who I am. And I'm mm -hmm. still going to be a lot of the things I was, but my mentality on a lot of things, things that I used to put up with, things that I used to kind of, I guess, emotionally settle with in my life that I figured that's just what happens. Mm -hmm. I don't really have the tolerance for anymore. And I don't have the patience for anymore. Right. And another thing that's really been apparent to me, um, to to me is like character that like when I think of quarantine I think of people's character and they've mm. come hand in hand of like I have had friendships of mine and even acquaintances prior to quarantine of mine whose friendships have meant more to me than I can even put into words mm -hmm. people who I would talk to every once in a while who are now an Im imminent part of my life mm -hmm. and people's character really came through in this quarantine. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, you take the drama, you take the clutter, you take all that stuff out of our lives. And that's kind of what quarantine did, right? You really are dealing with people in their rawest form. And let me just tell you, and you know who you are in my life, but the friendships in my life that have, gotten stronger because of quarantine, like are in a place that like, I can't even talk about. They are family to me, all those friendships. And you guys know who you are. It's like, it's next level. I have been blown away and impressed and blessed by people's character. Mm -hmm. Luckily, right. I've also gone the opposite way <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. in other situations and with other people. And there, you know, I just feel like the the good of quarantine that's come out of it has been so strong and so good that it's actually changed who I am inside in a deep way. Mm -hmm. And the bad that has come out of it has also changed who I am in a deep way. And I just don't think that I can go forward being who I was on March 15th. Right. Which is why when you said that, I was like, oh, because I, I feel very different. I, I'm still me, but I feel totally different everything has shifted everything and has i feel shifted. like it's like that for everyone yeah like collectively everything has shifted yeah totally agree and i think we need to honor that of course i'm i'm actually not and, and none of it's like a regret or something right, i'm not right. proud of i i really love and you know as this is probably a poor example people not love this example but in so many ways okay i have to put this on only the level of character because there's, I 
I don't want this to sound insensitive in any way, but on the level of character, now we are opening our salon Mm -hmm. and we have gotten a lot of backlash for a lot of the policies, right? That are are not, those are government that are government mandatory policies, but we have gotten a lot of slack about them. We've also gotten people who text us and say, well, my friend said they're doing blow dries here. Why aren't you? I doing don't that give blah, a blah. shit. Right. So we've I'm gotten, sorry. yeah, I just got real. <laughs> because I think it's ridiculous yeah. that this is even a thing for you. Right. I right. think it's ridiculous that people asked you to do their hair during a fucking lockdown and put yourself and, and your family right. at risk for their hair. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. When you look <laughs> at it, like stop it. Right. And, and, and so, and, and that's a very small percentage of people. Luckily it's a very small Thank percentage God. of people, but kind of what I told, you know, our stylists, because our stylists have been, you know, texting me a lot over the past few days of the negative stuff that they're getting from their clients. Like, right. how do I respond? What should I say? And I've been trying to help them out as much as I can. But I finally talked to them and I said, listen, for what it's worth, this is going to kind of weed out the week. The yeah. people that we don't want in our books that are treating us terrible, Number we don't one. want them anyways. Yeah. And, exactly. I, and I'm not trying to say weed out the week in any other way other than the context of people's character. Right. Of of when you're seeing these kind of things happen, it's kind of weeded out the week. And there's a lot of bullshit. We talked about Andrew Yang's podcast mm-hmm. about how he said this quarantine is going to fast forward every business like five to ten years. Like mm-hmm. if you were going to close in the next five to 10 years, you're going to probably have to close during quarantine. This is fast forwarding all those things. Malls are going to probably become obsolete. Mm-hmm. Now we're learning how to do curbside. We're learning how to do more things without physical places being opening. And, right. and that can that can go both ways. Mm-hmm. But for me, I kind of view that as maybe friendships, relationships. Yep. I mean, how many people have broken up over quarantine? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I just got a new one like J- Jamie Presley's getting divorced. Julianne Huff's getting a divorce. Megan Fox is getting a divorce. Like the, the Chris Megan and Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green. Yeah, they're getting divorced. Wow. Uh, you know, Chris and Cavallari's getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. Like the divorces are coming. Like I almost feel like in the sense of like Andrew Yang was talking about businesses. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about people. Yeah. In a weird way with their character, if something was going to happen, if you didn't have a friendship that maybe would have lasted five to 10 years, mm-hmm. it's not lasting during quarantine. Yeah. If you had a client that maybe that never treated you great and eventually you would have wanted to get rid of them, you may be getting rid of them now. Right. In a weird way, it. I'm looking as part of this quarantine, it really helped me focus on detoxing people in my life that were kind of, not anchors, but just didn't always give as much as I gave them, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. And that has been a whole new thing for me to kind of embrace and learn is like, maybe things weren't always the way what they seemed. Mm Mm-hmm. Or maybe losing these type of relationships or friendships or clients or whatever it is will make me a better person and happier and freer. It's made me realize who I want surrounding me in my life. Right. 100%. And that's a really important thing. And I'm, I'm again, not trying to be insensitive to what is going out there mm-hmm. going on in the epidemic, but I do think it's not a coincidence that there's a ton of divorces coming out of this and a ton of like different friendships and new friendships and old friends. Like, I think it's just totally changed the way everybody is. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that is really for the better. I think that in order, like we talked about last time, like there has been so much loss. There has been so much um, togetherness. It's like endings and beginnings. 
yes. endings and beginnings yeah. where you are coming out of this and starting to realize like, you know what? It's super inconvenient to wear a mask all of the time. It's super inconvenient to make sure you're six feet away from people all of the time. 100%. I totally get that. You know what's also super inconvenient? When we have people dying because this is spreading. Right. Like, so right. my friends were just texting this morning over Memorial Day weekend. There was a huge group of people that went to the Ozarks to party. Oh, okay. Where are the Ozarks? Um, mountain. Oh, okay. I don't know what that is. Actually, I don't think I do either. And I don't watch that show. Um, I'm like, I know Ozark the show. Right. Yeah. It's not, it wasn't Jason Bateman. I mean, um, I would have been there if it was Jason Bateman. <laughs> there was a huge, huge party. Okay. Huge party. Yes. Ozark Mountains. Okay. Sorry. Um, and there, like, people were partying, pe like pool parties, everything. And now a bunch of them got um, tested positive for COVID. -19. Oh, really? Like, Guys, oh geez. Again, I'm just gonna say we're taking all of these precautions for a reason, for right. a scientific reason. Yeah. Okay. Like, yes, it is inconvenient that this is our lives now. It's inconvenient for some people that they can't get a blow dry at the beauty salon. Like <laughs> beauty salon. What am I like 400 years old? I mean, do you want a perm next time? We <laughs> <I know. laughs> anyway. Um, but like, yeah, it's, it's inconvenient that I can't get my face waxed. All right, guys. But guess what? Anna's it's not dating until she can get her face waxed. <laughs> Number one. Yeah. But like, this is, there's a reason for all of it. It's right. not like no one's trying to get you down, man. It, like, stop acting like a victim. The victims are the people who are getting COVID-19. The victims are the healthcare workers who are putting themselves on the line every time. Yeah. It's like, and exactly going back to what you said about character is you're really seeing people who are like, you're really going to post on social media that you are pissed off that you have to wear a mask to go get your hair done. Right. How about, you know what? Thank you so much. I can go get my hair done finally. Right. I will go in there. You can do whatever you need. If I have to come home and rinse out that color, right. I don't give a shit. To the stylists who are coming back to a job that only maybe half of them feel safe to even come back exactly. to. And with all these new regulations, even being open seven days a week, none of these girls are going to make what they ever made before COVID-19. So we're trying to not only recoup what we lost of yeah. not working for three months, but we can't even come back to a regular schedule. Exactly. So our new normal, I mean, I've been on... I I mean, my phone's been blowing up even as we've been doing this, but like we have to have aprons and we have to wash them in between every single client and we can't double book and we can't have, you know, more than four girls on at a time. So our capacity levels are crazy. Like right. everything's so different. And as hard as it is, like I and I think that's my whole point, too, with with some of the as far as the restrictions go, like this is hard on our clients. And we understand that we are doing our best to try to make this as easy as possible for mm -hmm. them, you know, trying to let them know what to expect. And but this isn't easy on us either. I mean, we no. want to go back at full capacity. There's a part of, of me and I, don't get me wrong. I cannot wait to get back to work and be on a schedule and go and see all of my clients and I'll feel so good behind the chair. It'll be like an adrenaline rush. Mm -hmm. But there's also a part of me that, you know, I was just saying, like, I wish we were just phase four and then what, at phase four, we could just open. Yeah. And, and it almost feels like someone's pushing for hairdressers to be in phase two. And I don't know who it is. Probably all these politicians wives and because they want their hair dead. <laughs> So someone's pushing us to be in phase two, but then 
we op- we're oh, OK, we're gonna open in phase two. But then it's like 80 regulations coming at us, slapping us on the hand, almost like, well, you can open, but you can't do this, 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 this. And it's like, well, no, don't let us open. If you don't think we should be opening. Yeah. Don't let us open. Like, it's fine. Just tell us we can't open yet because it's almost like we're opening. So you think that would be a good thing, but we're being penalized for being open. You know, we have to get mandatory COVID testing. We have mm-hmm. to get all this stuff. And then it's like you have to be able to, you know, share your test results with your clients. And it's like. It just feels they like they should start doing that with STDs on dating apps. They for sure should. But you know, yeah, I mean, Business you could idea. be on something. <laughs> but it just feels like we are doing the best we can. We are so happy to go back. We are on such a high this whole week. I've been at the salon every day cleaning and working with the girls and scheduling. And mm-hmm. it's been really great because we do want to get back to it. But, you know, getting back to it for us, we're still like, oh, we're excited. And then the government's like, yeah, but Bob, you better be doing this, 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 this. And then someone just told me that um, they have like in states that have opened, they have like secret shoppers going into salons. And like, if you're not doing doing everything they're it's closing like the you down yeah and it's like two to ten thousand dollars in fines possible loss of license and possible business shutdown it's like well if don't you have all these policies they have to enforce them but i'm now. also like don't you have anything better to do with your time there is like really bad shit going on in the world right now and you're gonna come down on hairdressers who are <clears throat> doing the best they can in their job with a thousand restrictions and we haven't worked and like we need to go back to like our job like either just keep us close till phase four but it, ju- it it literally feels like we're teenagers and we just came off from being ungrounded. Mm-hmm. So we're ungrounded, but we don't get like a car or a phone or like any sort of like real responsibilities. So right. it's like, well, this feels like we're being penalized for wanting to open earlier, but we're not the ones making that call. Right. You know, so it's just it's a very it's a hard thing to deal with. I feel like it's a roller coaster of emotions. I know my mm-hmm. stylists feel that way. You know, when we're together, we are just elated. Like this whole week has felt so good to us, you know, mm-hmm. and then to wake up and get slapped with more regulations and more mandatory things. And we've been prepared. We have been stocking up. We have all of our signage. We have everything ready to go. And then we wake up to, you know, new regulations this morning. So our girls are on Amazon. trying. We can't buy more capes. There's nothing open. Yeah. There's nowhere to go. Like we can't go to certain stores. So it's, it's, it's very hard. And I hope that everybody understands that this is one business. Obviously, this is my line of business. So I'm passionate about it. Every business is going to be this way. Mm-hmm. Every restaurant is going to have regulations. Every, right. every business you go to is going to have almost impossible. And to be honest, crippling regulations when they are actually allowed to open. Mm-hmm. So I hope that as inconvenient as it may be for these businesses to open with such heavy regulations and as annoying as it is, and you can bitch to your family, you can totally complain and vent. I get that. But just don't take it out on the business because they're right. doing the best they can and they have been closed for three months and they yeah. are just trying to somehow figure out their new normal. That's that's what I would say about those type of situations. I think to sum up, it's not about you. <laughs> like, right. that's the best way to like, yes, it's inconvenient. Yes, it's weird. Yes, it's an adjustment, but it's not forever. Right. It's right. for right now and it's to keep people safe. Right. There's still a reason why this is happening. And whatever you think that reason is, it doesn't matter. When we're getting government regulations, we can't not follow it. Right. And again, it's not about like for me or for you, like it's not about us getting it. It's protecting the people who have the comorbidities and will not survive something like this or will get sicker. Like, I mean, come on, man. Yeah. 
We've got elderly. We've got immunocompromised. Like yeah. we have to protect them. Not right. to mention all this stuff going on with kids. I know. This new illness in the yes. kids. Like, yes. Yes. Dude, this shit is scary and they right. don't understand it. And what I want to express here is that I hear a lot of like, they don't even know what they're talking about. No, 100%. They don't know because it's literally changing hourly. Yeah. It's okay? new. It's new. It's a new disease. Like Brene Brown, FFT, yeah. fucking first try. Like right, they are right. trying to figure this stuff out as they go. So when right. the information changes, it's because something else has happened. Right. That they're now trying to research this and trying to understand this. Yeah. Like it's all for a reason. Like I feel like people are really internalizing a lot of stuff like, oh, this is the government trying to come down on us. Like they're trying to keep us safe. I feel like people are just searching for answers because it's yes. easier to find an answer, even if and it's, it's an also, incorrect one. Yes. And they want an e answer. And it's easier to just blame someone for it. Oh, instead for of sure. just recognizing that this is something that we have no control over. Absolutely. I totally no agree. No one, no one, literally no one has control over. <laughs> so it's like, I, I don't know. I just get, um, Aggravated, I think mm -hmm. is the best word to use <laughs> when I just get really passionate about this because it's like everybody is trying to blame somebody for something and it's no one's fault. We're just yeah. trying to work through this together. We're all trying to survive. Yes, survival. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and we all get mad. I'm going to yeah. be honest. I'm not going to the Grange this summer and I'm not happy about it. I, I would pay good money right now to go to the bar, get overly drunk, <laughs> spend $200 on four drinks and get wasted, throw up and be hung over for two days. I would pay a lot of money for that right now and see all my fucking friends and do a million shots of things I don't need in my body right now. Right. I would pay good amounts of money. I miss people. I right. miss my friends. I miss celebrating things. We miss it too. Everybody does. Mm -hmm. Everybody yearns for that human interaction right now it's going to be hard as hell for me to go back to work and not hug everybody that walks in right you know i am a social person mm -hmm. and there are days that i just have dark days because i physically am not with anyone other than my family who mm -hmm. like questionably doesn't like me like, <laughs> <laughs> so we understand that and i can bitch you can call your friends you can call your family you can bitch and complain yeah but i don't need to see it on facebook no. and you don't need to start blaming everybody else for your problems. Yeah, it exactly. It sucks. Yeah. Let's just be honest. It sucks. Yeah. We can say it. Yeah. All of this sucks. I and it's that. okay to mourn the things you've lost. Mm -hmm. Seniors, oh my God. Brides, and God forbid, truly, my heart goes out, any funerals. Yeah. Like, anything that has occurred in this time, I cannot even begin to imagine the loss that you feel on so many different levels. Right. I know the few things that we didn't get because of this and, and, and they were nothing in comparison. And exactly. you have to mourn that loss of what you didn't have. But, you know, I'm trying really hard every day to constantly find the silver lining. And like I said earlier, one of the silver linings for me is the friendships that I have that are coming out of this quarantine mm -hmm. are they're my family. It's not friends anymore. They're my family for life. Like the, the people in my life and the situations in my life that have come forward, the shows, John Krasinski, I have so much love for John Krasinski right now for putting a news show out that only focused on the good. 
the people who are coming forward and rising above this and mm-hmm. and and doing their goddamn best to put the positive forward and to show a light on good people and good character and good things, mm-hmm. I have such a huge respect for. Because when you are 100%. going through your own shit on your darkest day and you can still come forward and try to make other people feel better mm-hmm. and try to remind people that there's good in the world, that to me has meant more than it ever has in the past. 100%. So everybody, like, you know, again, bad character has been coming out like crazy. It's been oozing out. But you know what? I'm trying to focus on the good people and the good character that I have been overwhelmed with how much good there is in the world also. Absolutely. Yeah. So it went on a little bit of a tangent there. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I think we uh, we want to sum up kind of the quarantine talk with like the good, the bad, the ugly. And I'll start us off. Okay. (laughs) Because we tried and then I just started crying. And I had a moment. And I had a moment. Well, you know, I have to say like this whole quarantine, like now that we're coming out of it, it's a release. And I, I would like to share this. I don't think you'll have a problem with me sharing this. Yeah. But Anna actually did a reading for me a couple of days ago. Yes. And to me, it kind of made my whole quarantine experience come full circle mm-hmm. because there were a lot of emotions and feelings and ups and downs and all these things that I was feeling. And having that reading, which the way I would describe it, because a lot of people ask about these type of things, is like any sort of therapy, anything where you have something where you have a lot of pieces going on at the same time and you need to come to some sort of closure or resolution, at least about some of them. Or if you can't find closure in a situation, you have to learn how to deal with it going forward in a way that makes you feel better. Mm -hmm. And that's what my reading did for me. And it felt like the perfect end of quarantine for me because it felt like it felt like I wrapped up so many of these crazy thoughts I had going through my head and I feel totally different going forward mm-hmm. after this quarantine because of my reading and what it did for me and what it brought to me. Mm-hmm. And another thing I'll say about the reading too is people will ask about it. And I said, you know, you always come into it with facts, you know, certain things going on in your life, but you know, it's kind of like science and religion or spiritualism or whatever you believe in is that science has these facts but then where the, wherever there's a void, that's where you fill it in with religion or mm-hmm. spiritualism or universalism or whatever you believe in. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're going into a reading, you can just come into it with what you know. Mm-hmm. And if you have a really good one, which I did. <laughs> Thank you. That reading is able to fill in the blank spots of your soul that help you make sense of something. Mm-hmm. And it really helps kind of push me out of this phase I was going through with quarantine helped me feel more prepared, more armored to face the next part, which is coming out of this, which is going to be a whole new n- uh, battle for me. Right. Um, but I feel like a totally changed person because of my reading. I felt like it was a very good way to end my quarantine. Thank you. Um, and, 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 you know, it was funny. She pulled a goddess card for me and it was Callie, which is the start of the end, the new beginnings, mm-hmm. the endings, endings, and, endings beginnings. and beginnings, which I mean, couldn't be more perfect right? in this whole thing yeah. <laughs> with quarantine. So um, for me, it was like really releasing and like not holding on to like so many things that I held on to and expectations and um, stress and pressure. And most of which I realized I was putting on myself. And the second I backed off and people backed off and life backed off, 
I started to figure out who I actually wanted to be going forward. That's a really powerful thing. And I hope this happens for a lot of you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I know. Listen, this is just a theme. <laughs> the best part of quarantine, which I already talked about friendships and, and character and things like that. So I don't need to repeat that. Mm-hmm. But the absolute best thing to come out of quarantine is my family. No, oh, that's really sweet. All the time. <laughs> 24 <laughs> 7 yeah. whether they liked it or not they were stuck with me for 11 weeks full time right and there is so much more i noticed about my kids that i never noticed before mm-hmm. we got to know each other on such a deep intimate level that i think going forward our family will be so strong right I have never had this type of time with my kids. I loved every second of it, even in the worst moments. I still mm-hmm. loved it. Um, I feel like we actually got to know each other as people. We got to talk to each other. We got to be unplugged. Um, it's meant more to me than anything. That's really sweet. <laughs> That's my good. My good would be my relationship with my family and getting mm-hmm. to know them and on our worst day as a family, mm-hmm. we are so fucking blessed. Yeah. And I think we all realized that. And there is a part of us that as much as we all are probably sick of each other and annoyed with each other, we are going to miss this time as a family because I got to know my kids in a level and in a way that I never imagined possible. And going forward, I will be very different when it comes to my family. I haven't always made them a priority because of situational Mm -hmm. and having to work and things, but that's going to change because now I just saw what I'm missing when I'm saying no to them. Yeah. I don't really think they're going to hear no as much from me. And I think other people will, and that's just how it's going to be. People have to get over it because I'm not willing to miss those. Yeah. Uh, That's beautifully said. Beautifully said. Um, I'm going to try to get through this. So, Because this is hard. This is hard, guys. I don't. You should sit down and try to do this with with yourself. It's freaking hard. Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> don't Dear drink. God. It makes it worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously, this is why I'm like I can't drink during this. Um. So I'm gonna close my eyes because I feel like if I don't look at you, it'll be better. Okay. So, um, part of the yoga training that I've been doing, which I've still been doing on Zoom which is hilarious to me, Um, (laughs) but it's totally working. So it's fine. So um, with the yoga training, a lot of the trauma work that we've been um, doing, like it was really fascinating to do that uh, trauma work while in the middle of a collective trauma and like just the whole, like everything happens for a reason. Right. And I just felt like this was a big part of it. So, um, part of, um, the spirituality that I kind of practice is looking at your shadow. So your shadow self is the part of yourself that you don't really like. And the part of yourself that you deny really. So for me, this whole quarantine has been looking at my shadow. Stop looking at Faith. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't look at me. I'm not crying. I'm not crying. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna pour more prosecco and yeah. I'm not crying. <laughs> I feel like I'm above prosecco at this point. 
But when you really dig deep and you look at the parts of yourself that you don't like and that you kind of just deny and pretend aren't there, there's a lot of self-awareness and there's a lot of self-love associated with that. Because once you kind of learn to accept and love those parts of yourself, it's like next level for you, right? And so for me, talking about family, like the good and the bad are the same thing because, <laughs> because it's so it's such important work, especially for me. It was so important that like I knew it had to be done and I knew that that was something I had to do. But it's also really fucking hard and really challenging to look at those sides of yourself. Like you said, the whole character thing, like you know, bad character comes out and good character comes out. <laughs> and for me, especially like parenting, like with my kids has been really hard because I am, I'm a yeller. I'm the yelling mom. Yeah. And I hate that. Yeah. I hate that I do that, but it's fucking hard not to. And obviously it's triggering for me when I'm not being listened to, so when my kids don't listen to me and I start <laughs> yelling, I'm like, but I see their little faces and I see what it's doing to them and just like their reactions to it. So it's like part of letting go of control, letting go of needing to have control, letting go and letting them be the people that they are, not the people I want them to be. Because I think especially when you talk about kids, I'm like... Sometimes they act like assholes and it's because they're trying to figure it out. You know, they're kids. This is, they're trying to live. They're this trying- is even worse for them than it is for us. Oh my God. 100%. And at least we have the knowledge and wisdom and age to know how to handle certain and things. And the logic in our They heads. don't know anything. They just know they can't see their friends. Yeah. They can't play their sports. Yeah. They can't go to school. All the things they love about their life just got taken away from them. Yeah. And they're not even old enough to run to Target secretly and, you know, <laughs> get away from everyone for 20 minutes. They're always with each other and always with us. And there right. is a very deep part of my soul that on my worst day when I'm yelling at my kids, I have to remember that as hard as this is on me, this is so much worse on them. Yeah, because they can't. They can't get away. We're always there. Yeah. We're always in their faces, yeah. feeding them 4,000 <laughs> meals. But like, so that was like a really, a really hard part for me is just realizing, okay, so this is the kind of parent I am. And it's really like, you kind of have to like reparent yourself because, and that's not a knock against my parents. So calm down. <laughs> that was mainly for my sisters. Um, as if they listen. But it's like, you have to think about, listen, our parents, and I think I talked about this before, that there was this meme that our parents were also trying to figure it out right. when they were parenting us. Right. And kind of having that compassion for ourselves of like, we're trying to figure it out. So the right. fact that I recognize that it hurts my kids when I yell at them, like that's the biggest step, I think, to then getting to the next step of, yeah, okay, how do I stop this now? Or right. how do I not let this affect them now? Um, and I think that when you do the work like that, like it is heart wrenching. It is really difficult to understand that like, hey, this is a shitty part of me <laughs> and I don't want to do that anymore. Right. And I don't want to, you know, just trying to be like less judgy in general. Like we're all just trying to 
get through this. Right. You know, and the people who are, you know, complaining that they can't get a blow dry, like there's other shit going on with them that they're, <laughs> that's what they're actually complaining about. Right. And it's, it's hard to do that though. It's hard to find compassion for yourself during this. And it's hard to find compassion for other people during this too. Right. But I think that it's also super important. So, right. um, for me, that's been the good, the bad, and the ugly <laughs> because <laughs> I'm not super pretty when I cry either. And if you ever really want a reality check, just watch Roni because <laughs> yeah, for real, there are so many situations with that where I'm like, oh, I don't think I like her because I'm very like her. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Is that yeah? What you don't like in other people are parts of yourself that you don't like, and, and the that's same hard. thing. Yeah, it's hard to realize that, like, oh, I'm kind of shitty sometimes about this, right? Stuff. Right. And like, that's where the judgment come from. Yeah. Comes from. It comes from the fear that, you know, it all comes from fear. So if we change the lens and we look at it instead of the lens of fear, the lens of love instead, like it can really be life changing for a lot of people, but it's also really hard work and it's not done overnight. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You know, we're all just doing our best. Well, my bad. Like, cause my good was my family. My bad. I'm taking a much lighter level on this. Yeah. Homeschooling. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. Not only have I realized that I don't know math or science Mm -hmm. or social studies Mm -hmm. or English Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. any of the things that I quickly got knocked down to. I also don't know how to teach the few things I do understand to my children And I've said this before. I will say it again. Teachers, I'm so sorry you don't get paid what you are worth. Mm. Um, I'm also personally apologetic to my own children's teachers. Um, Pretty much like anytime they want to watch like a TVMA show from this point on, if it's just based on language, they've now heard worse. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I cannot do any of this homeschooling stuff. I am so excited for June 12th to get here. Right. It has been the death of us. The only time my family and I get into the worst arguments is because of homeschooling. 100%. So I will say um, for schools, like if you didn't want to cause stress by doing this, that kind of didn't work so well in our house. Uh, that was really hard. I give teachers a shit ton of credit. I have no business ever being around small children again or ever teaching children anything. And I'm just going to leave it to the experts. Um, Yeah, because that just went terribly. Homeschooling was literally the epitome of every single bad moment we had in our house. Well, I will say this, that when I was texting my son's teacher, like, hey, does he do this in school? (laughs) It was always a hard no. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because they are in their safe space. Right. So they can act a fool all they want. Yeah. Also, um, I just want to like put this out there in the universe. Like who the fuck created new math? What was wrong with math before? Common core. I don't know, but new math, like I'm teaching her how to do basic math problems that I can actually do without a calculator. (laughs) Don't want to brag. And then I would do it. And she's like, no, mom, that's not how you do it. You do it this way. This I'm like, what was wrong with old math? What was wrong with it? Yeah. No, just saying that I can figure out like I don't get it. Any shopping discount in my head real fucking quick. That is hilarious. I walk in, they say 30% off. If you open a card, you get an extra 10% off. I can do that math faster than anybody you know. So old math wasn't so bad. (laughs) 
shout out. Shout out to yeah. old math. Ain't nothing wrong with I don't old know. Math. Not broke, don't fix it. I'm real sorry, old math, that you have such a bad rep that we had to change it so that none of the parents could help their children do homework. Yeah. No, it's so hard. And <laughs> I will say that one of the things that I noticed yesterday, um, Jude had a um a video chat with um like his reading teacher. Uh-huh. And when I was in the room, he was like, Oh my God. He was just like, This sucks. I hate this. I'm like, You're not on mute. Oh boy. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh man? boy. So I left the room. Uh-huh. And he was totally fine. It oh. was me. You're right. It was me being in the room. Right. And I said, Jude. So afterwards I said, Jude, man, what happened? I go, the only reason why I came in there was because you asked me to go in there. Right. And, help and you. it made it worse. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I just, I just really didn't like it when you were there. Cause I felt like you oh, were like judging you, him. Yeah. yeah. And I was right. like, why didn't you just say that then? I go, I would have left. Oh yeah. I'm like, first of all, I have like 4,000 other things to do. Thank you. So that uh, this is the one half hour. For sure. I will tell you, I can't, let me see if I can find it. So this is a real text I sent to my teachers, te- uh, my kids' teachers. Oh no, I definitely can't because I have clients in here that I started texting. So it's real far back. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, oh, I found it. I would just like to read you an exact text I sent to my child's teacher on Wednesday. Hi, Mr. Blank. Kennedy had a very difficult time with math today, as did her mother. It is 1222, (laughs) and I have clearly poured a drink. So when CPS gets called, now you know why. Yep. We figured out the method. You poured a drink. You didn't light up a spoon. You're fine. I mean, (laughs) I was close. (laughs) Edibles aren't off the table anymore for me. Let's just put it that way. Um, so anyways, I said she did finish, but I'm not totally sure she understands how to find the right numbers because I used a calculator and Google to figure it out myself. So if you think she was cheating, she in fact was not, but her mother was (laughs) happy. Have a, have a, have a happy day. That's why I literally sent her teacher. I was drinking and I was cheating. So it's pretty much like triggering me back to high school, except my children's grades are on the line and not my own. Mm. So I guess it should matter more, but I've literally given up. So that's an actual text I sent to my kid's teacher. I am drinking and I'm cheating. So (laughs) that's how homeschooling's going. Deal with it. Yeah. And he was like, oh no. And then the next day, Kenny goes, it's so funny. I didn't get any new homework. And I'm like, probably because he knows your mom's having a nervous breakdown and is very afraid for your physical well-being should he give you more math homework. It's so sweet because um, Jude's teacher, who I love, she's one of my favorite people, um, Every time she sends stuff, she's like, again, none of this is to overwhelm anybody. Like, she's always super sweet about That's it. That's like, very nice. And she has sent so many emails yes. just being like, yes. parents, you guys are doing awesome. Right, like, right. This is yeah. really hard. Yeah. You know, and it, Kennedy's teacher is clearly very nice, which is why I felt comfortable enough to tell them that I was drinking and cheating. Right. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah. Yes. No. But it's so, I mean, they've been so sweet. Oh, I they've know. Been, and still, I have no idea what Max is doing. And again, <laughs> teachers... This is why we love you. Yeah. This is all to say we love you. We can't do this without you. And if our mm-hmm. kids don't go back to school in the fall, mm-hmm. we may be looking at some serious adoption situation. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just keep thinking, like, I don't think that they should pass their grades. Like, 
Well, when Kennedy goes into fifth grade and the teacher says, now, how do we find this out? And Kennedy goes, you Google it or ask Alexa. Yeah. I'm really sorry that Alexa has become the problem solver in my household, but she's pretty much the referee to any question we can't answer anymore. I told Max, I go, do you know what I used to have to do when I didn't know something? I used to have to go to an encyclopedia, encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. and use that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show them that at my parents' house next time we go. So talking about the good, the bad, the ugly, one of the ugliest situations to mm-hmm. come out of quarantine, and well, really, let's just be honest, has been there the entire time. Right. But um, I guess in some ways is now we are aware in a different way of how severe some of these things are that's going on. But one of the ugliest things mm-hmm. to come out of this is the topic of Black Lives Matter. Racism in America. And racism, yeah. Yeah. It is absolutely the most disheartening and disgusting thing. Um, And I have to be very honest. I'm going to go into this right away and say I apologize for not being as really woke about this topic as I should be because I am a different race, technically. I mean, granted, I'm not African-American. I cannot relate to those problems. But in Mm -hmm. the same sense, racism is racism. Discriminating against anybody for how they look is a fucking problem. That's like not okay. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I love that quote, and I'm sure everybody has seen it where it's saying racism isn't a new thing. It's just being filmed. Yes. And it's true. And it's disgusting. And we have friends of every nationality and every, and I guess I never even had to say that statement because I didn't even think it ever freaking mattered. But we are friends with everybody. Mm -hmm. We are friends with everybody. We are inclusive of everybody. We are, again, in fact, are technically speaking a a biracial couple, which I've never thought of it that way. But if you really do want to think of it, we are. And it's it's crazy to me that we have to have a conversation in 2020 right. about fucking racism. This mm-hmm. is disgusting. And I know that when we said quarantine has launched us back into the 1950s, right? Spending mm-hmm. on, I didn't actually want to go back to the 1950s when it came to equality and rights. Right, right. This is unbelievable. <laughs> it's the most disgusting thing. It's the saddest thing I've had to speak to my children about, Mm -hmm. which luckily for our region and how we have raised our kids and where we are in, in life. When I had to explain this to our kids, our kids were like absolutely blown away that this exists in the world because they didn't even know this exists in the world, Mm -hmm. which I guess in some way is our fault because we didn't actually teach them that how much racism there is still in the world, but our kids have never seen a race. They've never seen racism. They've never acknowledged. They have friends of every nationality and they've never, they couldn't even wrap their head around it of being discriminative because it's never something that's ever been taught to them. Right. So to explain these situations that are now going on in the world is literally the most it's the saddest discussion I've had to have as a parent with my children because it's disgusting that this is even happening right now. 100%. So I think to to start this, although we're already kind of into it, but I do want to say that um, for myself at least, 
like this is something that I have really started to educate myself on. Yeah. So the intention behind us talking about this is is good. And yes. if we misspeak about anything, 100%, please let us know yes. because we want to do this right. We want to be allies in this. And we whatever we say, if we say something and it's wrong, please let us know. Like, Absolutely. Our intention here is not to make this worse. Our intention Or offend is, or right, exactly. say something insensitive by right. any means. Yeah. So our intention here is good and we want to be educated and we are trying our best to do this too. Um, so I think one of the main things, um, I've been doing a lot of reading on this. And one thing I want to say is that I noticed that a lot of my information that I was getting was coming from white people. Right. And I'm like, okay, so let's change this right now. Absolutely. Like, the, the education I want to get, I want to get it from black people mm -hmm. because they are the ones living it. Absolutely. They are the ones going through it and they're the ones who are going to have this information, right? Yes. So I agree. I've seen a lot of things about a lot of articles, a lot of things, especially in social media saying, reach out to your black friends, reach out to um, the black people in your life, ask them how you can help. And I've also seen a lot of stuff that says they are dealing with a lot right now. Yeah. And to educate yourself. Yes. On this stuff. Like it is, I saw one woman on social media was like, it is not our responsibility to educate you on this. Like white supremacy is a real thing. And it's not just about being, it's not just about not being racist. You have to be anti-racist. Exactly. Oh, I love time. that. I've yes. seen that too. Yeah. Yes. I love you that. Have to, and you have to understand that like everybody is a little bit racist and that's kind of going back to that shadow work. Like that's kind of what nobody wants to admit, but it's a spectrum. This has been the United States history. Okay. Racism is not new. It's always been there. Yeah. It's always been there. And the fact that it still exists, it is terrible. It is, it is disgusting. disgusting. Yeah. 100%. But I do want to say that, and I was talking to Faith earlier about this, that it's not enough to just say it's disgusting. We need to act on something. Absolutely. So having a call to action for mm -hmm. everybody, I think, is extremely important. So I... I typically listen to podcasts and I um I am usually driving when I am. So I think it's super important that we not only like talk about the um different resources that are available. I have some two pulled up that but, I want to talk okay, about great. too. Yes, yes both um, of us. But also I think it's important to talk uh, um when we post about this episode, I will leave different links that you can follow, different Absolutely. people you can follow, especially on social media that will give, um, that will give good information like yes. that you can learn to educate yourself here. So did you want to say something? I had, um, people were saying like ways that you can fund racial justice right. where you can donate. Yes. So one of them is that George Floyd Memorial Fund. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's right on GoFundMe and it's the official GoFundMe to support the Floyd family, which is GoFundMe, um, backslash F backslash George Floyd. Um, there's also one like the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which is a community-based nonprofit that pays criminal bail and immigration bonds for individuals who have been arrested while protesting brutality. Mm -hmm. um, there's Black Visions Collective. 
um, which is a black, trans, and queer-led organization that is committed to dismantling systems of oppression and violence and shifting the public narrative to create transformative long-term change. So there's a lot. Like, I mm-hmm. was started researching this after Anna and I spoke for a very short period of time and got so much information right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one resource that I found is called The Great Unlearn. It's actually an online learning platform. Oh, like, that's awesome. There's a syllabus where you can really like educate yourself on all of this. Um, and then uh, Sean King is also, it's S-H-A-U-N-K-I-N-G. He is a great resource to follow. Um, the Conscious Kid Okay. Which if you want to talk to your kids, which you should talk to your you kids should. about we racism. We have to. We have to talk to our kids about it. Yes. That is a great. And these are all on Instagram. And then they have resources available for you on how to talk to your kids about racism. Right. And it's so many good ones. Um, also, Black Visions Collective, um, Check Your Privilege, which is CK your privilege. Um, these are all like, and like I said, we are going to, um, color. That's what change. I just said. Black visions collective. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, sorry. I clearly wasn't listening to you. you um, color of change is also yeah. a great one. And they are really good about leaving like call to actions for yes. people yes. to be able to, um, go on there. And just like I said, guys, it is 1000% disgusting. We all know it is it, we need to level up from sending thoughts and prayers to doing something about it. Yeah, this is crazy. 100%. And, and you know, I'm going to just say this and I'm saying this. Okay. May go over in 50 different ways. Mm-hmm. I am not, and I'm going to say it, I'm not anti-police for sure. I'm not right. anti, you know, I'm I'm not anti anybody based on their occupation. I'm not anti anybody that is based on whatever. I am anti-racism. That is where my focus is on. I'm I, anti-police brutality. I'm anti-police brutality. I think that is a small amount of people who are out there doing these terrible things. I'm against any brutality. Right. Like, I'm just 100%. against all of it. I'm against any injustice to people that is placed on them. Right. You know, but I also, and I, I'm, I'm being devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. I know plenty of people who are in positions of power who don't abuse it, who are amazing, right. who take care of us. Right. And I have nothing but great thoughts and feelings and, and, and love for all of that. 100%. So I, I definitely think the people who go extremist, right? Yes. There are people out there who are going very extreme and saying, well, I'm against all of it. And I'm, and it's like, that's not where I stand. Mm-hmm. I am 1000% intolerant to any form of racism, discrimination, ignorance, even I have zero tolerance and zero fucking time for it. Yeah. And I will say that it's, I, I just yeah. had to say that. And the work starts with ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Right. For so sure. Like a way that you can level up a way that you can help is if somebody around you is saying something discriminatory against another race, say something, say something, dear yeah. God, for sure. You for know, sure. you, I and, mean, look at the different change.org has so many great petitions. You can sign petitions. You can talk to your legislators. You can talk. I mean, there are a million options mm-hmm. for us right now. And it's funny because being someone, I mean, again, I am not black. Mm-hmm. I am a different race. I am. I was a minority growing up where I grew up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Being Asian, I was a minority. 
I am really fucking lucky because I can count on my hand the amount of times in my life I've experienced racism because I have. Mm-hmm. I for sure have experienced racism. Mm-hmm. There was a kid who called me, I believe, like, you know, I'm going to say it, but they called me a chink when I was younger. Right. And I have experienced racism and I can remember it, but I, I am lucky enough to count it on my hand. Right. And of those times of racism, half of them came from actual hate or fear. I'm lucky. People who are black, people who they... They have endless, endless examples of racism. And even in almost every time it's directed to them, there's hate behind it. Right. I can't imagine. I know the five times in my life I've been, I've had to deal with racism head on Mm -hmm. and I know how that's affected me. And I'm really fucking lucky. It hasn't been more than that. And as someone who was raised as a minority, I cannot imagine people continuously discriminating against you for looking a certain way. It is absolutely disgusting. Disgusting. And so I I just want to talk about all lives matter for a moment because yes, obviously everybody matters, but it's not all lives matter right now. It's black lives matter. Right. And we need to, the reason why, and I think it's important to distinguish this for people because I think that there's a disconnect. Black lives are the ones that are being targeted. Right. Black lives are the ones that are treated unequally. Absolutely. Black lives are the ones that are being lost mm-hmm. for no reason. Right. For no For reason. no reason. For no reason. Yeah. This is Black Lives Matter. Yes. Right now. Yes, Absolutely, we want everybody to be treated equally, but the reality of the situation is black lives are not being treated equally. Yeah. They are, there is senseless death going on right now, and it is not necessary. And like I said before, it is not enough to just be disgusted by this. Okay. We need to level up what we're doing. So we will leave in the notes for this show. We will um, go, uh, Write down all of the different places where you can get information, good articles, actual like helpful stuff. And I encourage you when you're looking for information, look for black people for this information. Like, yeah, find it from them because they're going to have the only perspective that matters right now. And, you know, going back into like what the whole theme this whole theme of this whole show has been endings and beginnings. And this is happening in quarantine. This is happening when so many other things are happening. And we just talked about character. Mm -hmm. Come out of this quarantine with a character that that you can stand behind. 100%. That's what I'm going to say. That's my call to action. And if you have kids, they learn by example. Yeah. They learn by example. Yeah. So this has been the longest episode we've ever had. Has it really? <laughs> no, it, it probably is. No, I just, I, but everything we said today, as long as this is, mm-hmm. this already might be one of my favorite episodes. I mean, and a lot has happened in the past two weeks. Yeah. And we had to sum up every, and a lot has happened in the past 11. Yeah. And, you know, we've gone through all of it with you guys. 
100%. And we still are okay. going through it. Yeah. And just because quarantine is ending, which is something that Anna helped bring to light in my amazing reading, was I may not get a finality or a closure mm-hmm. on a lot of the things that I'm coming out of quarantine with. And it was weird for her to say that because I'm someone who likes to wrap shit up and then move on. That's how I roll. I need to have an ending and then a beginning and they need to be very clear cut. Mm-hmm. And what Anna talked to me about was that sometimes it's not going to work out that way. Sometimes it's not going to be this closure that's going to make any sense and it's going to wrap up for me nicely. But what I have to do is figure out how to take what I've learned from what has happened to me Mm -hmm. and make my own new beginning of just going forward and looking at maybe the same situation that maybe still being that is still going on in the same capacity as it was before. Mm -hmm. But my new look and the way I handle it is my new beginning. Yeah. Because I can't control all this other shit. We can't control what's going on in the world and the disgusting things that are going on in the world, but we can sure as hell change how we choose to react to it. Absolutely. Even if you never did it before, it's a great time to start. And instead of reacting, just respond. Yeah. Because reacting is where the fear, that's all fear-based shit. Yeah. And don't be afraid to look at the parts of yourself that you don't like. Yeah, we've had to do that a few times. Yeah. And we did it on air for all of you people to have to fucking deal with. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. But I think, you know, going back to what we said before, look at who you were on March 15th and look at who you are now and really take with you what you want and leave what is no longer serving you. And we, you, sorry, you were still talking. No, yeah, I was. I know. Cool. <laughs> She's still an interrupter, guys. I, I like, stopped. I stopped. I caught Some, myself. I said, oh, shit. She was that still was, talking. That was, that was Keep going. Good. Keep going. No, but, you know, we have this opportunity now to start over. We have this blank slate right now to start over. And we can write the story and we can write it the way we want it. And we don't know the ending. We don't even know what the second chapter is going to be about, for Christ's sake, <laughs> because it's all dependent on things that we can't control. <laughs> but we have the power to change. We have the power to change things going on in the world because it starts with us. Yeah. And we have the power to change how we're coming out of this quarantine. We have all of this experience now where we've been able to really reflect on who we are as people. Even if quarantine didn't actually change your routine, it has changed you. It has changed you. I can't say anything that's better than that. Oh, thanks. And I'm really sorry for interrupting. I'm working on that. You are. You're killing it. I thought you were done. I know. (laughs) I took a breath. (laughs) I a thousand percent agree if i could text i would just write one thousand percent upper arrow side to what anna just said she's fucking profound that's why i do a podcast with her oh my god please (laughs) thank you for saying that but guys we're coming out of this shit we're all coming out of this shit yeah go forward empowered you can fucking do this and if you can't that's okay too (laughs) (laughs) we will be there with you through it all yep if you want to stay in bed we totally i totally get that because that's where that's where i want to stay and guess what guys this is let's just go for one it's been one fucking year we are stronger than ever and we got your fucking back all the time thanks guys bye